Hi, and welcome back to OA On Air, the official podcast of O'Neill & Associates. I'm Kyan Isaacson. This week, it is an all-revere episode. We're talking all things Revere today, first in 3, 2, 1, go, then in an interview with Mayor of Revere, Brian Arrigo, and in Two Minutes with Tom, we're talking about how the Blue Line expansion will only serve to help Revere going forward. First up, 3, 2, 1, go. Let's talk about something important. Welcome to 321 Go on OA on Air, our weekly look into the world of public affairs, culture, business, and the economy. I'm your host, Cosmo Macero. In this installment of 321 Go, we talk to Brian Calabro, property manager for 500 Ocean Avenue, exciting new apartment community right along Revere Beach. And we'll test our own knowledge about important Revere facts. Finally, we'll talk to Michael Aldi, founder of Drift. The most exciting new restaurant planned for, you guessed it, Revere Beach. All right, let's get to it. All right, up next on OA On Air, we're joined by Brian Calabro. He's the property manager for 500 Ocean Avenue in Revere, probably the most anticipated uh, and and uh, eagerly anticipated and exciting new project, new housing community uh, all along that Blue Line corridor. Brian, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It, it is. It's just a great project to be a part of. And uh, uh, for us, uh, we're, we're really excited to get the property open and welcome our new residents. Now, 500 Ocean Avenue is positioned uh, really so perfectly along Revere Beach and right literally uh, within immediate proximity to the, to the new uh, Wonderland Tea Station. It is. It's the ultimate in transit-oriented development. Talk about the access. Let's just start with that. The access that your residents are going to have, and I think move-in date or move-in begins November first. Talk, talk about the access your residents have to uh, to downtown, to to work, to the city, and so forth. Well, yeah, and that that's exactly uh, what it is attracting so many people because the blue line like uh, is growing in terms of its ridership levels. The other ridership levels in the MBTA have suffered a little bit of a, 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 a drop in their levels, but ridership has increased in the blue line. So, you know, basically when you get off of the blue line Wonderland stop or you get on there to go downtown Boston, it's 15 minutes. So it's not a lot of stops, and you'll be right there as well as the airports on the way. So um, that's what's great in terms of proximity. You're about 200 steps. You just walk on the mezzanine platform, the plaza, right to the blue line, and you're on a train into Boston. So, so that part of it is really attractive to anyone that's working downtown to come out here. The second part of it, like you said, so you come out and you walk on that plaza deck, and it's connected to not only the property that has the restaurants and where you would live, but it's also connected to the Markey Bridge, which if you walk across that bridge, you can see the ocean. It takes you right to the beach. So in terms of positioning of where you would live, you have the best of both worlds. You have a beautiful property that, that's connected to the train, but you're also connected to you know life's greatest amenity, which is the ocean, right? It's right here. So for us, that's really exciting. And then to the ability for any resident or anyone in the public to come and eat here, too, is really uh, an attractive part of it. So 
yeah, what, what that has, what this property has, and what that location is for our residents is superior to anywhere else. Yeah, a, a, a really special lifestyle created. Uh, and this is, a, this is a Redgate Gate residential project. They've done Maxwell's Green in Somerville, west of Chestnut and Quincy, one north um, in, in Chelsea. They, they, the company's known for creating just a, a terrific lifestyle opportunity. Let's talk about that, Brian. Um, talk about some of the, the amenities and, and really what people experience or will be able to experience uh, if they're residents of 500 Ocean. Yeah, no, that's a great, uh, that's one of the great selling features here is that there are so many different amenities. So when you first enter in to the property itself, um, you'll see from Ocean Ave um, an outside yoga deck, um, which is really the full length of, of the amenity space in the front. So you can actually do yoga and exercise out front in the mornings and have still hear that ocean come in. When you come into the main um, uh, central point of where everybody would come in, you would have your amenity space like your fitness um, gym and equipment to your right. Uh, so you could see that. There's also, in terms of if you if we're pet friendly, so there's a dog wash station. You can uh, give your dog a wash in there and stuff. So if you're coming off the beach and you want to wash the dog, um, you have that. So you have that in the first level, uh, pretty active level. When you come upstairs is where you really see the showcase um, of the amenity space in terms of you have floor-to-ceiling windows throughout. Uh, that first uh, floor to see all the ocean in the courtyard. But what we have in here, which is kind of really neat, is areas that you can actually lounge and work from home. There's co-working conference rooms in which you could actually do a presentation in these rooms. You could work from there, have some more privacy. You could also enjoy more of the social aspect where there's you know, couches and chairs and you know, typical game rooms like shuffleboard and, and uh, you know, the billiard tables. So you have that. But what really brings the focal point to living here is the actual courtyard. We have two of them. So the first courtyard is a high activity courtyard where you basically you have six grilling stations. So there's plenty of places to grill. There's beautiful landscaping. There's uh, the outdoor turf so you can hang out, play some games out there. We also have a heated zero entry pool that faces the ocean. So what that means is one side of the pool is about six inches deep. You'd have lounge chairs, and if you don't want to get fully uh, wet in the pool, you could just put your feet in and stuff. So it, it kind of is rem reminiscent of a oceanside resort you'd see somewhere maybe in St. Petersburg, Florida or something, but it really has that lifestyle. The secondary courtyard is more of like a zen garden. It's more of the turf and the planking, and it's more quieter. It's like a communal backyard where the people that are living on that uh, area of the, of the building would have access to it only. And so it's like their own backyard. So you have that. And then some other features we have is a rooftop uh, deck, uh, unobstructed views up there, uh, which is really great. Uh, we have a teaching garden. So if you wanted to learn how to, you know, learn how to garden with spices or vegetables, that's a program where we put in place so you can go up there and you can check out and learn how to grow uh, different things. So that, that's kind of a nice thing. Yeah. Um, the property itself is just so large that there's plenty of room to do all these things. So yeah. it, re so it really is. I had, we're talking to Brian Calabra, property manager for 500 Ocean Avenue in Revere. I had the opportunity to visit the property a couple times. I got to tell you, 
the view from that roof deck is one of the best ocean views I've had anywhere, north or, or south shore or Cape Cod, uh, number one. Number two, you mentioned, I think, St. Petersburg. I thought of, when, when I saw the concepts and the schemes first and now the actual uh, build-out of that pool deck, it, it struck me as, as a little bit of South Beach, a little bit of Miami, yeah. when you've yeah. got that, you know, that amazing uh, pool deck scenario overlooking the ocean. So, I mean, it's going to be the premier uh, uh, warm summer month lifestyle and beyond. Uh, you're going to want to stretch that as early in spring as you can and, and as much into the fall as possible. That's going to be a, re- a terrific lifestyle opportunity. Yeah, no, we're, we're excited. And uh, it is. It's, you described it perfectly when you, you think about that. And, you know, I was up here during the, the Sandcastle Festival, being up on that top deck, just looking down at the three miles of ocean. It was It's an incredible view to see that. No obstructions. Um, so that that is something that... You know, it's all about uh, it's all about having a great view, and, and that's what you have up here. Brian, for those who are interested in, and who just have to see this uh, this this fabulous uh, um, property, how do you make a reservation for a tour? Uh, what's the web address? And, and, and if someone wants to take a look at the property uh, 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 and, uh, and and talk about the opportunity to live there, what do they do? Yeah. So first they could, uh, there's two ways to do it. So for the website, it's uh, www.500oceanavenue.com. You just go on that website there. It will pull it up and you just say make an appointment. So that's the way you could do that there. Uh, if you wanted to call us directly, 781-951-8000 is the property number directly. Um, so we do schedule tours uh, in the afternoons right now, two to five every 30 minutes. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, 10 to four and 11 to four. So uh, we have access seven days a week for people to tour. Excellent. All right, Brian, thanks so much. Brian Calabro from uh, property manager from 500 Ocean Avenue Revere. That's 500oceanavenue.com. Great to have you. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Cosmo. Have a good day. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye now. All right, Cayenne, so this is the Revere Takeover episode of OA on Air. I thought we might uh, go over some some facts about Revere. Fun facts. Fun facts, things you should know. Some easy ones. So Revere is clearly named for what American Revolutionary War patriot? Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Uh, Now, Revere Beach is the oldest public beach in the U.S. It's known as the People's Beach. I did not know that. It is. I have Um, never been there. Have you been there? What? I've never been there. You've never been to, to, to historic Revere Beach? I have not. I'm a South Shore girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look who's talking. So am I. I'm a big South Shore I guy, know. but when I was younger. You, you're up here-ish in your living, too. Yeah, yeah. No, when I, when I, when I, was, uh, when I was younger, I, um, uh, my family, we, we spent a lot of time in North Shore. Revere, Nahant, Lynn. And, uh, man, I, I've been to and driven by and been on Revere Beach many, many times. And quite frankly, driven up and down the boulevard there, going one place to another hundreds and hundreds of times. It I is, have driven uh, past it. Yeah, yeah. But I have but, never visited. Oh, look, you've never actually been to the beach there. No. Yeah, no, I, I, I've done that, but maybe not a, a ton of times. Nonetheless, it's uh, America's oldest public beach, the People's Beach. Uh, it made the, the Revere Beach Historic District. It uh, was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1998. There are eight places in Revere that are listed on the National Re- Register of Historic Places. Wow. Well, the Rum- now, 
Now, the Rumney Marsh Burying Ground. So, did you know, Cayenne, that Revere's first inhabitants were Native Americans who belonged to the Pawtucket tribe and the colonists, they were known to the colonists, dubbed by, I don't know, as the Rumney Marsh Indians. Do we know why? I'm not sure what It's a fun name. It it is. Now, I I think Revere actually was incorporated in pretty late, like 1871, I think it might have been. And before that, it was considered North Chelsea. But before that, it was Rumney Marsh. It was referred to as Rumney Marsh. Hmm. The more you know. (laughs) Uh, Necco Wafers, the oldest continuously operating candy company in the U.S. Wait, did they close? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> they were the old. Well, 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 let's clarify that. No, and uh, Kelly's Roast Beef, of course, founded in Revere in 1951. I have been there. A North Shore staple. I think I've been there once, but I have been there. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out more. I do. I, do. Um, I don't. I stay south of the city. Of course, many people part. remember Wonderland Greyhound Park. Uh, it, it closed uh, uh, several years ago um, after Greyhound Racing was uh, you know, phased out. Uh, in Massachusetts. Now, some notable people from Revere. Horatio Alger, the author. Mm. Robin Christopher, uh, soap opera actress. Tony and Billy Conigliaro. Tony Conigliaro, big, big name in Red Sox history. Career cut uh, tragically short when he was hit by a pitch. Uh, now, Glenn Danzig, singer-songwriter? It, that's not... Like the gr- the band Danzig, that's like a like a heavy nineteen. I don't know. I gotta tell you, I think you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> um, attorney Jim Sokolov, a Revere guy. Who hasn't? A, who doesn't know the Sokolov commercial? He's a Revere guy. Local if you've celebrity. Been, if you've been injured in an accident, you know who was not on this list that that we compiled. But um, I've heard him uh, at gaming commission hearings talking about his youth and Revere is. Steve Wynn, ah. casino magnate, some embattled. Yes, He's, he was he was thrown we'll out of his that. own company, we'll but yeah, emba- is significantly embattled by his uh, alleged conduct. Anyway, he's uh, apparently a Revere guy, or at least was at some point. But um, pretty cool facts. I think that most people know Revere Beach and Kelly's roast beef. Off the top of the head, when you hear Revere, I think that's what comes to, comes to mind. I think for a period of time, although I guess it crossed over into East Boston also, Suffolk Downs, while mm-hmm. it was open and had yeah. live racing for many, many years, many generations, also associated you know, significantly with Revere. Yeah, those are the touch points, and those are good ones. Yeah. Revere Beach. Those are two great things Incredible. Right Revere Beach, better than ever. I mean, the- Don't uh, they do a big sandcastle thing every sa- summer, too? Sa- absolutely. The sandcastle- I've always wanted to see festival, that. Festival, huge. So I have always wanted to see that. So lots of good things, lots of fun stuff, and more to come, because lots of fun things happening in Revere. That's right. All right, Cayenne. All right, up next, we're talking to Michael Aldi. He's the founder and proprietor of The Coming Drift- in Revere at 500 Ocean Avenue. Michael, it's great to have you on OA On Air. Thank you. Tell us about the concept behind this. This has got to be one of the most anticipated, um, uh, with excitement, uh, uh, night spots and restaurants on the, on the North Shore in years. Tell us about the concept behind Drift and, and how it really fits into the setting at, uh, at, at 500 Ocean Avenue there on Revere Beach. 
when so we were trying to bring Boston to Revere. We saw that Revere didn't really have any Boston style restaurants, and we saw the setting was so amazing. I mean, we're a beachfront restaurant. We have public transportation, parking, and it's just an amazing setting. And what Redgates created is uh, it's astonishing. The buildings. Uh, extremely beautiful uh, the amenities are top-notch the gentrification's uh, a lot faster than we anticipated so we thought that this style of restaurant it was about time that they got it and the ins- so, your your inspiration in terms of the menu let's talk let's talk about that a little you've got a, you've got a combination of sort of italian inspiration seafood a seafood theme obviously so, but, but yes. talk about that so a little of my background, I've been in the hospitality business for about 10 years. Uh, I've created some other cool concepts on the Boston waterfront. And, you know, we focus a lot on New England seafood, but we wanted to touch a little bit on uh, an Italian influence. So we brought both to this restaurant. So our menu has a lot going on. We, we're doing we're still keeping the New England seafood vibe, but we're bringing homemade pasta there and we're going to do a few tapas as well. So it, it's it's really creative and it's really different. And I don't think any restaurant in the area has done anything like like we're doing. And 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 intimate is wonderful. And I think you get from uh, walking through the space that I've seen an intimate feel. But but this is a real substantial uh, um, uh, establishment. You've you've got uh, seating for a large number of people, right? Yes. Yeah, so Drift alone can seat 140 inside and. Then once we activate the plaza, we'll have well over 250. So, I mean, the sky's the limit. We have there's so much potential over there. We just want to activate the plaza. We we have plans to have an exterior bar on the plaza as well as outdoor seating, and then um, we also have a lounge up front right on the ocean. Wow, we're talking to Michael Aldi, founder of Drift, uh, which is opening at 500 Ocean Avenue in Revere. Um, Michael, there, there's going to be uh, really a tremendous, certainly a tremendous year-round lifestyle, but especially the beach months, the summer months uh, at Revere. Your space really plays right into that with that deck and the outdoor bar, right? Yeah, so we were just hoping that we could stay alive in the winter and, uh, you know, our locals and um, you know, everyone from the town would support us through the winter months. And then in the summer, uh, we're hoping to be the destination on Revere Beach. Yeah. Okay. Michael Aldi from Drift, thanks so much for joining us here on OA on Air. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. And that's going to do it for this special Revere edition of 321 Go. Our program is recorded in the Studio 108 just off the historic Tip O'Neill Room in our building, Government Center, downtown Boston. Thanks for listening. Goodbye till next time. I'm Cosmo Macero. All right, joining us here on OA On Air is Revere Mayor Brian Arrigo. Mayor Arrigo, it's great to have you on OA On Air on this special Revere Takeover episode. Yeah, it's great to have to be here. Excellent. Hey, you know, it seems like there's a lot of terrific things happening in Revere. Uh, uh, and, and, and there's a lot of initiatives I want to talk about regarding your administration in terms of good government and transparency. I hope it's okay, though, because I spent some time along Revere Beach uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks. 
the the amount of new exciting um, remarkable housing development restaurants and other amenities along Revere Beach the amount of investment uh, it, it just it just seems astonishing and I wonder if you could just talk about that a little bit and, and what it is about this city that at this moment in history is attracting so much investment uh, and, and attention for for the lifestyle that it offers yeah it's been a long time coming right and so uh, the city of Revere has uh, historically been you know a great place the beach has been a destination for uh, generations and uh, we've we're now finally seeing the kind of investment that I think, you know, as a mayor, I think other mayors have really dreamed of, you know. And so to finally see this happen uh, in the city and, and the fact that it's been planned for and been thought of for so long and to, to have it happen under my watch is really exciting. You know, and I think to, to, to your question of what, you know, what does it say about the city of Revere? It really, it really shows that we're moving in the right direction, that some of those fundamental things that we've done uh, it, around transparency and good government allow us to now look at the next kind of level and, and put the city on the map and make sure that, that, that the things that we've always known um, as a Revere resident, that the city's a great place to live and it's a great place to raise a family and that the beach is a, is a world-class destination, that that those things that we've known the rest of the region and the rest of the country know. And so we're finally, we're, we're seeing that happen and, and that doesn't happen without great partners, you know, and I think that's where, where what we've been able to do in the last couple of years is really build those partnerships and make sure that people know that Revere is on the map, that we're, um, we're, we're, we're prepared and we're ready uh, for a, a transformation that can, can lead us into the next 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, uh, it's it's a great point, Mayor. You talk about partners, and just for a moment, I want to talk about just important pieces of 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 either public infrastructure and or other public um, necessities. Let's talk about the T station. Let's talk about the bridge, uh, right. a remarkable asset connecting the Boulevard Revere Beach Boulevard with with uh, all that's happening up on just right behind on Ocean Avenue. So really putting those pieces together, and then the, and then the new T station. Uh, that seems to me to have been uh, a couple of pieces of investment and, quite frankly, vision that are unlocking a lot of potential. Right. And that and that vision, luckily, you know, for, for me, it, it, it has spanned a, a few administrations. One um, and, and really the, the beginning of it was uh, Marion Brasino. Uh, those those lots. And if you look at some of the old pictures of the city of Revere, uh, they were they were parking lots. And there was actually one. One lot that had a, a little um, kind of rundown, beat up uh, street hockey rink on it, you know, yeah. and and so the the convening of partners uh, between the city of Revere, the Department of Conservation and Recreation, the MBTA, uh, and, and just uh, the, the state in general uh, really set the table for all of this, and then and then you add in uh, the federal government, which helped out with a Tiger Grant. To get the uh, Wonderland parking garage built, uh, you know, again, this has happened over the course of a long period of time, sure. and it's been stretched out. But we're finally seeing the, I think, what are the the, the fruits of the labor, which are the amenities. Uh, we've got a hotel that's that's in construction right now that's going to have function space. We don't really have any function space on Revere Beach, which wasn't the case 
you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago, the, the, the beach was uh, a destination and one where there was a lot of entertainment, a lot of recreation. And, you know, my parents got, got married on the beach. Right. And so right now there isn't a place for, for a young couple to get married. So I'm creating those spaces and, and creating the amenities like a rest, like restaurants, like coffee shops and, uh, like, uh, uh, pizza shops and things like that, that really does create and allows for, uh, uh, people to understand the, the vision and, and the, the great things that are happening in the city. You know, I, mean, I believe one theme that's important in any city certainly is, is sustaining progress using development for the entire city and, and reinvestment in the, in the types of city services and, and municipal services that are important in any community, public safety and education and, and, and public works. Can you talk about that a bit? And, and, I, and I know that, you know, the school system in Revere is a real point of pride for the community. Uh, and, 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 and public safety is important in Revere like in any other community. Uh, and, and this development is helping to sustain that, correct? Correct. So uh, great, great points. And, and it is really important to be able to show that, that a, you know, when, when things like the redevelopment of the beach happen, that there are uh, other opportunities that are created by doing that. And we just actually, uh, uh, we got a bond passed by the city council to, uh, to build a new uh, fire station down the Point of Pines. That fire station will, will have coverage along the, the, um, the coastline and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we're investing in public safety for our residents. We've been able to add additional firefighters, police officers, DPW workers because of the new growth that's happening in the city. Uh, and I'll go back to the fundamentals. When I walked in, uh, we... You know, I, I am responsible and have uh, f approximately 400 full-time employees in the city, and we have a $200 million budget. I had no HR department, right? So something, wow. as, and we were we were the largest community in the Commonwealth that didn't have an HR department. Now, as as basic and as fundamental and as uh, bland as that sounds, uh, it's really important to to the to to the residents and to the to the employees of the city that we have professional development that we're attracting qualified talented people in the city that we're putting putting those people to work and and giving them opportunities to succeed in their own home and uh, in, in 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 the in their own hometown and so uh being able to uh make those kinds of investments is really really important and in, in a fundamental piece to these other to these other pieces i i always tell people you know all of city government and and the issues in city government public safety education development uh they're all it's all uh connective tissue right they're all they're all connected in some way and they all need to uh work off of each other and they need to work work together and and if all of those things aren't happening you're gonna you get stale and it's very easy to get stale and i think we were we were in a relatively stale place when i came in and we've been able to uh, breathe new life into into city government here and really create that uh, that sense of not only are we providing uh, top-notch quality uh, public services, but we're also a great place for people to invest and to look to as you know as a best practice uh, community. Indeed, I know those operational forms, the blocking and tackling of the administration, are really important to you. I know also innovation and technology have been hallmarks of your administration. Can you talk about how that's impacting city government and city services for the better? 
Yeah, so now we can actually track um, uh, the, the requests, the constituent requests, and analyze the, the, the things that we're doing every day. You know, we, we, um, we instituted, with the help of uh, a uh, community compact grant from uh, Governor Baker and Lieutenant Governor Polito, uh, a 311 system, which allows uh, basically uh, a one call to City Hall uh, system that allows people, uh, residents of the city, to get um, uh, easy, um, accessible, and uh, and courteous service from from the city of Rio, and to be able to take that a step further, we actually just um, just rolled out uh, a newer initiative called Results for Revere. Uh, we're now putting that information online and allowing people to see it and and track it and showing that we're analyzing all of the data points that we that we are collecting. Um, you know, over thirty thousand in the last year, we've done we've we've completed or or had over thirty thousand. Uh, uh, constituent requests over the last year to be able to show where those come from and then how we're reinvesting uh, uh, taxpayer money into into making sure that we're doing a better job each and every year. Uh, we we also have just um, relaunched uh, or, or redesigned our uh, city website. The city website hadn't been touched in, in uh, a long time and we've been able to make that a more accessible user-friendly um, uh, 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 website and we've also been able to uh, to launch uh, three different uh, uh, smartphone apps uh, that help residents know about uh, trash collection and the 311 system and emergency uh, preparedness uh, and we've we've brought online online bill payment and online uh, electronic permitting uh, which Again, it's, it's a benefit to the residents so that they don't have to necessarily come down to City Hall to pay their pay their water and sewer bill or their excise tax. They can pay it online, and those are all things that happened in the last in the last uh, few years. And, and I'm really proud of those. Yeah, I mean that's the uh, it's a great point. I mean, very often uh, the first touch point, in some cases the only touch point for residents uh, and, and their municipality, the the, the the city website, an extension of City Hall, and the clerk's office, and the parking clerk and the DPW and such. So that's uh, that really makes sense. We're talking to Mayor Brian Arrigo of Revere in this special Revere Takeover episode of OA On Air. Mayor, let me ask you as we close up here, what's the most important issue that you see facing the city of Revere right now? Yeah, I, I get asked uh, a lot, you know, what keeps me up at night. And I usually say other than my, my two little ones, I have a three-year-old, <laughs> two-year-old, uh, and we're going through some sleep pattern, uh, some sleep pattern issues. Uh, but other than that, um, you know, the big one for me, and and, and th we've been a lot more intentional around this is uh, is climate change, uh, resiliency, and sustainability. We, you know, those words weren't really spoken in city hall or really, you know, regionally much um, un uh, until the last couple of years. And um, as coastal community and as you know, as a city that really thrives off the fact that we have this beautiful coastline and we have access to public transportation along that coastline and we have all this investment happening on the coastline, uh, climate change and coastal resiliency have really uh, stepped up in terms of my, you know, in, in my priority list because uh, we need to be thinking about that and we need to be thinking about how we, uh, you know, again, use the resources that are being provided to reinvest and make sure that we're becoming and we are a resilient and sustainable community. Yeah. And so we've been able to take advantage of the, um, 
the Commonwealth's uh, Municipal Vulnerability Preparedness Program, uh, we've been able to uh, start to look at some of the, um, the, the issues that we have, um, uh, some of the challenges that we face as a coastal community, and then start to think about how we can um, start to fund some of the, the, the initiatives that we need to in order to, um, to make sure that our, our community is safe and our residents are safe. And that's not one that is necessarily, uh, you know, that people uh, may, may care much about if, if, uh, if they're not thinking past the next 5, 10, 15 years. And, and we, we're going to change that, uh, that perspective and say, no, this is, this is an important issue because in the next uh, 5, 10, 15 years, we may be seeing some uh, significant changes and we need to be prepared for them. All right. That's especially important, too, with the um – amount of development happening along the coast, along the beach, uh, paying attention to sustainability and, and, uh, and, and coastal patterns and things like that are really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, one last thing, uh, Mayor, and thanks so much for joining us. What's your favorite part of being the mayor of Revere? And I know you're a lifelong resident, a uh, couple of generations in. What's your favorite part about being mayor? So – Really quickly, it, it is being able to make a difference in your hometown. I mean, that is an opportunity that, uh, you know, I, I uh, take full advantage of every day. And I, I love the fact that I get to make a difference. And, you know, one thing about this job is that um, you really don't get a do-over. And so every second of every day, I have been able to think about and live and breathe how to make this city a better place. And... Um, I've been so lucky and uh, to have this opportunity, and I have uh, been able to to make some some great fundamental changes in the city. And we have a lot more to do. But uh, there's one story that that really sums it up for me. And and you know, uh, my aide was uh, was with me during this, and, and I, uh, a lot of times he he asks, you know, how do you do this? And how you know, it's a tough. It can be a tough job sometimes. But uh, we were walking down Broadway. And it was uh, uh, probably a year, af- at least a year after the, the NECO closure. And after NECO closed, we were able to connect a lot of the employees with employers who were looking for um, quality, uh, talented uh, employees. And we, we connected a lot of people with, uh, with great job opportunities. And so we were walking down uh, Broadway, and this guy uh, kind of made a beeline towards me. And... You know, I kind of, I looked at my aide and I said, oh, uh, you know, let's get ready, we'll, uh, you know, put the armor on and see what happens, you know. And he he came up and he said, you know, Mayor Rigo, I haven't had the opportunity to thank you. Um, and I've been to your office a couple of times. You haven't been there. But um, I wanted to just thank you for all that you did for me. Uh, you made, uh, you, you, you know, you changed my life. And so I, I was like, wow, you know. Thank you. Um, and, and I said, you know, can I ask you, you know, what, what, what's the situation? He said, well, I worked at I worked at NECO, and you know, I was one of those employees that you you talked to, and that you were able to help out with your job fair and with the, the connections. And we, it was really a team effort. We had folks from the, from uh, the Commonwealth come in, uh, folks from um, different federal federal offices that came in and really helped. Uh, and it was a rapid response team that we put together. But uh, to be able to uh, uh, connect that individual with a better-paying job that 
that he was uh, excelling at and that he was able to uh, to say was life changing for him that that single thing makes all the difference in the world and 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 that that single thing is you know rewarding enough and gives you the energy to keep going and that's what makes um uh being the the, the mayor of the city of revere such a, a a great opportunity and a great great, great position it's a great story it makes all that canvassing all that all those ha- all that handshaking all those phone calls well worth it absolutely all right Brian Arrigo, Mayor of Revere, thanks so much for joining us here on OA On Air in this special Revere Takeover episode. Thank you, Cosmo. And now, Two Minutes with Tom. Hi, Kaya. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Two Minutes with Cayenne. <laughs> it's not as catchy as Two Minutes with Tom. Okay. It would have to be like a couple of minutes with Cayenne. That alliteration really helps. The alliteration. Okay. So this week, Revere took over OA on Air. It was all Revere episode. Everything's Revere this week. Everything is Revere. Okay. Um, and That's not Paul Revere. That's Revere, Massachusetts, the that city is named after Paul. Here. That is correct. Okay. Just just north of Boston. Um, <laughs> he's making a face. Um, so there's a lot of new housing, a lot of development that's happening along. And a, the Blue Line is a big part of that. The MBTA um, obviously has had some issues here and there, but the Blue Line has been a reliable mode of transportation. It's expanding, um, and particularly among, along Revere Beach. Right. So. Previously, we spoke about your work expanding the red line uh, some years ago and how that was able to really help different areas revitalize. Well, when you go to a city, what you want to do is be able to move people around as easily and as with, with as much quality as you can. Um, Provide because access. Because people have to go to work. They want to go to church. They need to go shopping. They need to go to a hospital. They want to go to a library, whatever it is. And so you want to keep the quality of life within these core urban areas as viable and, and as livable as you possibly can. And so that's really what, what happened with the red line in Cambridge, and it's going to continue to happen with a blue line out in Revere. Um, it, it's very important. I'll give you an example. Uh, Bonnie Frank and I, when we were both in the state legislature, uh, sponsored a piece of legislation that would move the red line from, from Savin Hill and Dorchester out to Quincy and on our end from Harvard Square out to L.Y. Brook. And we went through, it not only helped to revitalize Harvard Square, but it went through Porter Square, Davis Square, and then out to L.Y. And the rejuvenation at all of those squares was just remarkable. Just based on now having T access. Just having T access and the ability to move from one place to another Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever the need might be. And it, 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 when you look at the land values today of the housing surrounding these squares and what the, the effect of the red line expansion had on all of those many economies, it's just it's striking. Well, the same thing is going to happen in Revere. It, we could see it from East Boston as it moves out to Revere Beach and beyond as it expands. It's not only going to help people who are living in condos along the rivers of the, the ocean's edge, but it's going to move to make sure that the squares 
in proximity are going to thrive as well, which means shopping and people who own those shops are going to thrive. So now's the time to move to Revere. Now's a very good time <laughs> to move to Revere because it's a little less costly than East Boston or yep. in town Boston. But that's going to change. And it's going like to change. Everywhere else does. That's right. All that's right. exactly right. It's going to thrive, and it's 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 a real shot in the arm for Revere, Revere Beach, and the people that live in, and work out there. Great. Stay tuned for more on Revere. Thanks, Diane. Thanks, Tom. That's it for this week's episode of OA on Air. Now, don't forget to subscribe on whatever your favorite listening platform may be. You can also check us out on our own O'Neill & Associates website. Talk to you next week.